Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be running through a mock draft using the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. So this way, it's going to be me making my picks and then it's going to be a computer simulating for the other teams. So this way we don't have to wait around for everyone to make their picks. We're just going to be able to make one pick after the other. And I'm going to be explaining my thought process at every pick, talking about some of the computer picks and really just going over like some draft analysis and draft strategy. Obviously, since it's a computer, there's gonna be some kind of flaws. You know, some picks may not be 100% accurate to the current ADP, but I think it's one of the best ways to do mock drafts where I'm able to kind of talk through every pick without having to, you know, spend an hour recording this. So this draft is gonna be a 10 team draft. It's gonna be PPR and we're drafting from the seventh spot. I just randomized it. Um, and it's going to be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex with six bench slots. We're not going to be picking defense or kicker, you know, because that doesn't really matter. I think this is a pretty standard setup for leagues in terms of position. And then also I think 10 team leagues and 12 team leagues are likely the most common. And so throughout the off season, I'm going to be posting a lot more videos like this. So also let me know in the comments, like what kind of settings you'd like to see maybe some 12 team leagues or even different draft positions. But so let's get into it. All right, so here we are at the 107. The first six guys off the board were Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Najee Harris. So for McCaffrey, Barkley, Cook, and Kamara, I think those guys are all probably gonna be going top five in most drafts. And then you have Elliott, who I think is also gonna kind of fall in the middle of the first round. The real surprise here is Najee Harris going this early. I think this is pretty crazy, to be honest. I've seen Najee Harris be kind of ranked in the top 12 running backs for this year, and I thought that was too high. So picking him as a mid-round running back is not something that I would advise at all. I think he's more fit to be like a third round, even maybe early fourth round pick. But Najee Harris going this early opens up some things for me with this pick. When I'm drafting, I want to get at least two stud running backs in the first three rounds. So in first rounds of drafts this year, I'm likely going to be going almost all running back. And right now, I think Derrick Henry is the clear pick here. We could go Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, one of those guys. But Derrick Henry is my number three running back. I just think he's the model of consistency for fantasy football. When you draft him, you know exactly what you're getting. He's not going to be missing any games. I mean, look at these stats. He's missed two games his entire career, has had 1,500 plus rushing yards in his last two seasons, and 17 plus touchdowns. And I don't really see why that would change this year. And so Derrick Henry, to me, is the clear pick at this spot. All right, let's take a look at what the guys did after me. So we had Cam Akers, and then Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, and Austin Eckler. I think this is pretty accurate. I think maybe Devontae Adams probably falls to the second round with this Aaron Rodgers uncertainty, but I could see Tyreek Hill going late first, and then you kind of get these running backs. I think this is going to be pretty common in the first round and a half. I think you're going to see a lot of running backs come off the board, and then I think kind of late second round is when you're going to see a big run on wide receivers. But here at this 204, I think I'm going to be looking at running back or tight end. You have guys like Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson all on the board, and I really like those guys. Even a Stephon Diggs, I think, would be a decent value here, but I just cannot pass up Travis Kelsey at this slot. 
I'd be comfortable taking Travis Kelsey at the very end of the first round. So if I can get him almost mid-second, I'll be buying that all day. With Travis Kelsey, you just get such a crazy positional advantage. You just start him at your tight end spot every week. He's basically a top-tier wide receiver, but he gets to play tight end, which just makes him better than the entire field. And so I feel pretty confident with that pick, starting off with Derrick Henry and then Travis Kelsey. And like I talked about, we see that kind of run on wide receivers. You had Nick Chubb go after Travis Kelsey, but then after that, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, you had Joe Mixon in there, and then DK Metcalf. And we also saw another tight end and the first quarterback selected with George Kittle going early third and Patrick Mahomes going at the 303. And so with this pick, we could go in a couple different directions. I think we could go running back again, or we could also go wide receiver if we like one of the guys on the board. I'm not a guy who wants to go quarterback this early in the draft. I think there's some value later. You know, if a Josh Allen or a Kyler Murray falls into the maybe fifth round, then I may pull the trigger there, but I'm not trying to take a third round quarterback. I think here, the guy I would be targeting would either be Antonio Gibson or Keenan Allen. I think those are the top options at running back and wide receiver. And with this pick, I think I'm gonna go running back again. I just really like to get those workhorse running backs in my lineup. And I think Antonio Gibson kind of caps off a really solid running back core. So that's where we're gonna go with this selection. Let's take a look at the other picks that were made. So we saw DeAndre Swift go after, then Darren Waller. I actually kind of like this spot for Darren Waller. If I didn't have a tight end, I'd be thinking about taking him late third round. And then we had some wide receivers come off again, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, then kind of a big shocker, Noah Fant. There is no way that Noah Fant should be going this high in drafts. But I think you could honestly see this where guys kind of start to panic. Those top tight ends are off the board. Maybe they force it. But I think if you were forcing it here, you'd go Hawkinson or Andrews. I just don't really see any reason why Noah Fant would be taken this high. But let's get into our pick. And I think we have two running backs. And so unless a guy really is jumping off the board as someone I really like, I think we probably want to go wide receiver here just to kind of maximize value. And if I'm looking at the wide receivers that are available, I really like Julio Jones and I really like Amari Cooper. But I think the pick here is going to be Julio Jones. I think people are just way undervaluing him because of an injury riddled 2020 season. And I think Julio Jones is honestly just going to go out and shut a lot of people up this year. I mean, look at the consistency this man has had over his entire career. 1,500 yards, 1,900 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,700 yards, 1,400 yards, and then 700 yards last year. I mean, the man has just been a wide receiver one basically his entire career, and I think he returns to that form this season. So I'm very confident having Julio Jones as my wide receiver one in the fourth round. I think that's pretty insane value. And so if we're looking at the other picks, we had some kind of a mix of wide receivers and running backs with Kyler Murray thrown in there. And here we have a slot where we could kind of go running back or wide receiver. We could even take a look at a quarterback here in the fifth, maybe a Josh Allen pick. But if I'm looking at the guys available, I'm not a huge fan of this wide receiver group we have here. I do like Cooper Cup and I do like C.D. Lamb kind of at this range, but I think the obvious pick here is going to be Chris Carson to go in the flex spot. That would give me three running backs that I think are in my top 15 or 16 running backs. I think Chris Carson is my RB16 right now. 
And so I really like this value here. Chris Carson is a guy who I think is a top 25 player. And he had some injuries in 2020, but you look at his 2018 and 2019 seasons, over 1,100 yards in both years, nine touchdowns, and he showed improvement in the receiving game last year. And so I think Chris Carson's going to return to a high-end running back two. And to get him in the fifth round, I think is definitely a value. All right, now we're in the sixth round and we had some receivers, some quarterbacks come off the board. Mark Andrews came off the board. And so here, I think we're looking probably at a wide receiver, maybe a quarterback if it's some solid value. But I don't know if I'm feeling Dak Prescott at this position. Um, I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott this year, but I just think coming off that ankle injury, I'm not going to try to spend a ton of draft capital on him. And so if we're looking at wide receivers, we have Adam Thielen and Kenny Galladay. And I think this is honestly kind of a tough decision. I think people are really kind of undervaluing Adam Thielen this year. He had a really touchdown dependent 2020 season, but still put up almost a thousand yards. So even if he scores maybe nine touchdowns, I think he still has a really solid season. And the other guy is Kenny Galladay, who switched teams. He's now on the Giants. And it's just kind of unclear how heavily involved he's going to be in that offense. But I think I'm going to take a shot here on Kenny Galladay. He's proven that when he's kind of given that alpha workload, as you see in 2018 and 2019, he's an 1,000-yard receiver. He's a red zone threat, a deep ball guy, can make those big plays. And so I'm going to take a shot here with him as my wide receiver too. All right, let's see what happened in round six and seven. We had guys like Hawkinson go off the board. I kind of like Hawkinson at this value. I think he's going to have a pretty solid year as the top weapon for the Lions. Then a mix of quarterbacks and wide receivers. This is kind of the dead zone for running backs. So I'm kind of glad I got Chris Carson there in the fifth round. You had Russell Wilson come off the board. Uh, I don't know if I like him that high. I think I'd rather have a guy like Justin Herbert. But here we are up and Justin Herbert is on the board. So that's a pick I actually may consider. Let's take a look at the guys who are picking ahead of me. So two of them have quarterbacks and one of them does not. So I'm not sure if Justin Herbert would fall to me. You know, I think this lamb to the slaughter team may go Justin Herbert with their 708 or their 803. But, you know, I think I'm just going to wait. I don't think I'm going to go Justin Herbert with this pick. We could go running back or we could go wide receiver since we have all our starting spots filled up. And I'm not a huge fan of the receivers we have in this range. you got Juju, T. Higgins, DJ Chark. I do like Robbie Anderson. I just don't think Juju has like much of a ceiling this year with Deontay Johnson and Claypool there. And then T. Higgins, I'm worried that Jamar Chase is going to heavily cut into his workload. I think he's still going to be a successful receiver, but I don't think he has that alpha potential that he did before the draft. Then DJ Chark, they brought in Marvin Jones, so I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that. I think I might go with Miles Gaskin here. There's obviously the risk that he doesn't have like draft capital with him. You know, he wasn't a, a top round pick, and so he could be easily replaceable. But the Dolphins didn't really go out and bring in anyone who's gonna like directly compete with him. They didn't spend high draft capital on anyone. And so if Miles Gaskin is my running back four, I think he has a lot of potential at that spot. So I'm going to be going with him here. All right, and now let's see if Justin Herbert came off the board. So yeah, he went off the board here right after my pick, actually. And then we saw a little bit of a run at running back. 
Travis Etienne, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds, and Melvin Gordon. I like that Mike Davis pick. Not a big fan of the Etienne, Edmonds, or Gordon. I think here you're in that dead zone again. So really the only guys I kind of like in this range are going to be Gaskin and Mike Davis. I think they have the kind of best opportunity to just be the workhorse in their backfields. But so now we have a lot of flexibility again. We could go quarterback, but I don't think any of these guys are kind of a value at this spot. Um, And so this is actually kind of an interesting spot to be picking. The receivers didn't really change much since it was kind of a run on running backs. So I'm still not a fan of Juju. T. Higgins, potentially. Robbie Anderson, maybe. I feel like it's kind of just how safe you want to be with this pick. And so I kind of took a risk with Kenny Galladay. And so I think I may go with the safer guy in Robbie Anderson here. I do still think T. Higgins has some potential, and it's not like a guarantee that Jamar Chase comes in and takes over as the alpha, but I'm just going to go with Robbie Anderson. I think he's pretty safe, and I think he's going to improve on his 2020. Even though they brought in Terrace Marshall, they got rid of Curtis Samuel, who I think took up a lot of work in that offense. And I really think with Sam Darnold, this offense can only go higher or stay the same. It can't really get much worse than with Teddy Bridgewater. So he's the guy that I'm going to go with here to fill out my third wide receiver position. All right, and then after this, there was a mix of running backs and receivers that came off the board. And see, this is why I like to go running back early because I don't want to be picking guys like Kenyon Drake, Javante Williams, Zach Moss, kind of in that mid-round range. I'd much rather get my guys and kind of get out and then be able to look for value at the receiver position. So I'm feeling really confident with my running backs. I may only need to take one or two more in the draft to feel pretty good. And so I could go quarterback here with this pick, but if I'm looking at the teams around me, all three of the guys ahead of me have quarterbacks. So I don't think they're going to be going quarterbacks with their next two picks. So I think I can wait and take it at this 10.04 slot. So that's just an important thing to know. You got to be able to read your opponent's draft boards to kind of predict their picks. And so this way I'm able to not kind of waste a pick on a quarterback when I think I can get them in the next round. And so right now I have three wide receivers and I have four running backs, so I could really go either way. I think here I'm going to be looking at two guys. It's either going to be Damian Harris as a running back or maybe two different wide receivers. We could go Brandon Cooks or we could go Curtis Samuel. This is kind of a tough call because if I go quarterback in the next round, then I'm kind of leaving one of these guys that I think is definitely going to get taken. Hypothetically, I could wait to go quarterback because if we're looking at this draft board, if it's a 10-team league, only me and this one other team don't have a quarterback. So I could just let them take Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady, and I'd feel pretty confident in either one of those guys. So I think here, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel at wide receiver and then hope that Damian Harris falls to me in the next round. We kind of lucked out here because they went three running backs, actually four running backs, So David Johnson, Ronald Jones, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and they jumped right over Damian Harris. And so that's the guy that I'm going to be picking here. I think it's not very often you're going to get a running back who has a chance to take over his backfield this late in the draft. And, you know, he's kind of proven that he can do that. And if Cam Newton is not the starter, I think Damian Harris has a lot of upside because you saw last year he was getting the rushing yards but he really was not getting the touchdowns. You see here only two touchdowns last year, and it's because Cam Newton was just a vulture with the goal line carries. So I think if Mac Jones takes over as a starter, Damian Harris has a lot of potential this year. 
And he's a guy that I think could honestly cap my running back room with five guys that I feel really confident in and I think could start in my lineup on a weekly basis. All right, so we see that Jalen Hurts came off the board here in the 10th round, and then we had some tight ends come off the board. Honestly surprised Kyle Pitts fell this far. I think he's going to go a lot earlier in drafts. And then we had a run on kind of these subpar running backs. Trey Sermon, Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams, and Tony Pollard. Honestly, don't mind the Trey Sermon and Devin Singletary picks. I think they have a chance to lead their backfield, but I'm just not going to try to take swings on guys like Naheem Hines and Tariq Cohen, who at best are like pass catching backs. Even if their starters go down, I don't think they're going to get the rushing workload. And so here I think is the slot where we finally go quarterback. I really like Tom Brady this year, so I don't really want to risk him getting picked as a backup quarterback. So we're going to go with Tom Brady. He just has an insane amount of weapons. And you look at what he did in his first year with the Bucks: 4,600 yards, 40 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Cam Brate. You just have really everything you could ask for. They brought in Giovanni Bernard as a pass catching back. So I really expect Brady to improve on these numbers, even though they were super impressive. I don't think there's really any reason why you'd be fading Tom Brady this year unless you still think he's going to fall off a cliff, but I think he's proven that the man is just never going to stop playing football. All right, let's see who came off the board. We had Rashad Penny, Michael Carter, Corey Davis, Robert Tanyan, Matthew Stafford, and LaVisca Chenault. So I think it was good that we picked Tom Brady because you see this team, Gronknum style, went out and they drafted Matthew Stafford as a backup quarterback. So I think that could have been Tom Brady in that slot. And so we're up again. And right now we have four wide receivers and we have five running backs. So I think we're probably going to be going wide receiver here. Let's take a look at the guys. Marquise Brown, not a big fan of him. Michael Gallup, not a fan. I actually talked about both of them in my last video about do not draft wide receivers. So I'm going to take my own advice and fade those guys. I do not hate Michael Pittman this year, um, but I just would have liked to see more from him in his rookie year. I actually think the guy I'm going to go with here is Marvin Jones Jr. He's a guy that's pretty under the radar, but you know, I think he had a pretty solid year last year, almost an 1,000 yard receiver with nine receiving touchdowns. And so I think he has a chance to kind of work himself into that Jacksonville Jaguars offense and honestly be a spoiler for guys like LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark. I don't think he should be going, you know, multiple rounds after those guys. I think he's kind of in that same category with them. And so I think I'm going to go with Marvin Jones Jr. for this pick as my fifth wide receiver for looking at what happened in that round. We saw Le'Veon Bell. We saw Deshaun Watson. Um, I think this is probably reasonable for him just because he has high upside, but we don't even know if he's going to be playing this year. And then we saw some running backs, receivers, and then we saw kind of this run on the lower tier tight ends. I think this is pretty common in drafts. If you have guys that don't go out and get those top guys, like we got Travis Kelsey. If I'm not getting a Travis Kelsey or kind of like that top five, I'm waiting until basically the last round to take a shot on one of these guys because I just don't think there's a ton of value in the middle of drafts. Like I don't want to be drafting Evan Ingram here in the sixth round. Even guys like Logan Thomas and Dallas Goddard, I may take a look at in the 10th round you see here. But, you know, it's always kind of a crapshoot with these tight ends. So I'd rather maximize my value at other positions. But so we're on the clock for our last pick. 
and we got a pretty balanced team so far. I don't think we need to get another quarterback. We've got solid running backs. We've got five of them that I feel confident in, and then we also have five wide receivers, and I would say that I probably want to go wide receiver here just because I'm looking at these running backs, and really the only guy that interests me here is probably a Philip Lindsay. I don't want like a guys that I think are going to be locked in as backups. You know, if you're picking late in drafts, you don't want to be going for guys that are going to be like career handcuffs. So like James White, when are you ever going to be confident starting James White or Daryl Henderson? I mean, even if Cam Akers gets injured, I feel like, you know, it's probably going to be a split with the backups. So Philip Lindsay is really the only guy I'd be considering here because I think he has a chance at taking over that Houston backfield. And if we're looking at wide receivers, you've got kind of the same guys, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup. Do not hate T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, or Darnell Mooney. I think those are solid options. If I'm looking lower on this list, I honestly am thinking about if Rashad Bateman is still here. Yes, he is here at number 74. I think he should be ranked much higher than that. But I think the pick is between Rashad Bateman and Philip Lindsay. And I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman just because I think he has some value and potential to be the alpha wide receiver on that Ravens offense. They've proven that it's not Marquise Brown. And so I think Rashad Bateman has a real opportunity to take over. And here you see we have our final roster. I wouldn't really care about the grade. You know, they just kind of graded on their rankings. So if you picked their best player available, you'd get the highest grade. But so let's just take a look at our team. We've got Tom Brady at quarterback, Derrick Henry and Antonio Gibson at my running back slots, Julio Jones and Kenny Galladay at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey at tight end, Chris Carson as the flex, Miles Gaskin, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Damian Harris, Marvin Jones Jr. and Rashad Bateman fill out the bench. And I'm feeling really confident about this team. I think we have a solid quarterback. He's going to finish as a QB1. I really like our running back core. Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, and Chris Carson are three guys that I think are easily going to be top tier running back twos. And then with Miles Gaskin and Damian Harris as depth, I really like that position. I think if you were to say we had a weakness, it would probably be top end wide receivers. I do feel confident in Julio Jones as a wide receiver one, but Kenny Galladay is probably a lower end wide receiver two. But then we have Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones Jr., and Rashad Bateman. I think those are solid options. We have kind of a solid play in Marvin Jones Jr. and Robbie Anderson and some more higher upside plays with Curtis Samuel and Rashad Bateman. And then tight end, this is where you see the huge difference on this team. Travis Kelsey is just going to be a staple in the lineup. You're going to be starting him every week, and he's just kind of a luxury to have in fantasy football. And you may kind of lose out at some strengths in other positions, but I think it more than makes up for it if you can get Travis Kelsey in the second round. I just absolutely love that price, and I'm really happy with how this team shook out. I'm going to do a lot more of these throughout the offseason. And like I mentioned earlier, comment down below different types of kind of formats you'd like to see me mock draft. And also let me know what you think about this team. If you thought I should have made some different picks, let me know. And also make sure you like and subscribe if you enjoyed the content. It really helps the channel out a lot. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. See you next time.